Chicago Tribune, Shill for Human Slaughter. In an 804-word news article appearing in the Chicago Tribune on Friday, January 10th, the day before the March for Life, reporter Angie Leventis Lorgos provided these scant details about the event. She listed what it was, when it was, where it was, and for more information, she listed the website, marchforlifechicago.org. Contrast that with Lorgos's 1,070-word news article appearing in the Chicago Tribune on Friday, January 17th, the day before the Women's March, entitled, What You Need to Know About the Women's March, which presumes that someone needs to know about the Women's March, in which Lorgos provided these details about the event. She listed what it was, when it was, where it was, the march route, the social media hashtags, three of them, another section on the march route with more details, street closures, public transportation, ADA paratransit drop-off and pickup, ride services, weather, security, and for more information, the website womensmarchchicago.org. Wowzer. Lorgos evidently thinks readers need to know a boatload of details about the women's strut for slaughter. Point of clarification, the word counts I provided do not include the details for each event. Ironically, the Women's March this year will, quote, honor marchers with disabilities, end quote. You know, those with the kind of imperfections that pro-feticide marchers use to justify killings in the womb. Another irony, Lorgos begins with a quote from a man. You know, the humans who are told by feticide celebrants that they have no right to an opinion on the legalized slaughter of the unborn. I guess, though, if men are all warm and tingly on the inside and spout creepy, unmanly stuff about celebrating human slaughter, like Eric Tenfeld does in the article, they have permission to speak. Here's how he describes his first women's march, and I quote, being outside in January and feeling warm on the inside from energy and people around me expressing their American freedom, expressing myself with costume and signage and celebrating everyone else's expressions, praising others and being praised, leading chants and shouting the chants of others, end quote. Another man like Tenfeld, Andrew Clancy, demonstrated his unmanliness in recalling his first women's march three years ago, at which he held a sign that said, and I quote, I heart nasty women, and told Lorgos that, quote, one of his favorite march memories was taking a picture with a woman wearing a shirt that said, nasty woman on it, end quote. Word to Tenfeld and Clancy, men are supposed to protect children, not celebrate their right to have them killed. And men are supposed to honor the dignity of women, not celebrate their nastiness or their slaughter of their own children. Children, by the way, who have fathers too. Lorgos reports that, quote, the march will also be led by many elected female politicians, end quote, including lesbian mayor Lori Lightfoot, eager recreational pot purchaser, Lieutenant Governor Juliana Stratton, and hate crime hoax ally, 
Cook County State's Attorney Kim Fox. Well, at least no one can say our unscrupulous Chicago leaders lack diversity. Lorgos included this tweet from Lightfoot. Not in the article about the Women's March. No, not there. There were no quotes from anyone critical of the Women's March or its destructive goals. Lorgos included this quote from Lightfoot in her article about the March for Life, and I quote Lightfoot, I support a big tent, but there's no room under the flaps for anyone who is actively seeking to deny women control over our bodies, end quote. Chicago's mayor conveniently omitted any mention of the other bodies, the tiny bodies of vulnerable humans in the womb. Lightfoot's tent is so small and so exclusive that only those who celebrate and shout the dismemberment of humans are allowed in. Do civilized people even want to be in a tent drenched in the blood of those deemed unwanted or unworthy of life? And Lightfoot pretends to support the marginalized among us. Yeah, right.